welcome to episode nine of Sullivan Street. I am Eric Vogelsang. I'm here with my co-host, Chris Miggs. Chris, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. <laughs> it's good to be here. It's good to be, ta- it's good to be talking to you about counting crows and not doing anything else in the world. Yeah, so. on a weekday. We usually record on a weekend mm-hmm. now. We're like, well, we'd rather talk crows than, than do our work or family obligations or whatever. I would, uh, any, any, I guess there's, I guess, um, you know, mentioned brief news. I guess the big news is that the, that the tour just ended the Banshee tour. Yeah. I, I should note. So when we last, we last recorded, we were talking about your experience of the Banshee tour. I mentioned that, you know, I hadn't really had a chance to hear a proper version of the one yet because Nugs hadn't put one up. Right. And then literally the next day, right after you had put this up, Nugs put one up. So me, I don't know if anyone's listening. Maybe that's, maybe that's why, or, or, or just random coincidence there. But I, I've been listening to it a bunch on the last shows, and I just will just say I think it's such a great addition. I bet he just I, my guess is they just drop it and never do it again after the tour. But I'm with you. I think it's like one of those goes into that classic group of like long December openers. Yeah, I kind of love how he always plays. There's a certain way he plays songs as the long December opener that kind of makes them all like the original version of the one and the Oasis song "Live Forever" yeah. are not the same song. But they kind of sound <laughs> of a piece when Adam is sitting at a piano about to play Long December. There's like a tone he takes on. It's really interesting that because you can kind of hear across or look at Miss Ohio, the uh, Gillian Welch song. All again, all wonderful. And I really like I actually had an interesting experience listening to the one because I had like. You, sometimes you listen to a song and you think like, do I relate to these lyrics? Mm. And then it kind of hit me. I was like. I'm not sure I relate to any of them, but I wonder if other people from my past would relate to them about me, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, anyway. I can't, yeah, I don't do that as much, but that's a good point. I might start, yeah, now I can make more things about me, right? So if I don't relate to them, I'll think, well, it has to do about me somehow, maybe other Someone's people. Someone's thinking that about yeah. me. I don't think that about <laughs> anyone, but. <laughs> it could be, that could be possible. Uh, the only other bit of, so we'll see what happens as the Crows take their break. I assume that we're not going to hear any news until the new year at the earliest about anything, which is fine by me and and well-deserved uh, rest so they can be with their family and just uh, unwind after months of travel. I don't have any other news. I did kind of want to give uh, a shout out. I know like when we talk, when we kind of publicize our podcast, uh, I've been mostly posting things on Reddit. You have been mostly posting things on uh, the Facebook groups, which mm-hmm. are, uh, can you mention the Facebook groups real quick? Merry Murder and Goodnight yes. Elizabeth Accounting Crows Collective. Long right, yeah. right. And I know there's a couple others, but I think those are the most active right now. Mm-hmm on Facebook and then there's kind of crow subreddit. Uh, I'll give a shout out to, uh, on the subreddit. I think it's a uh, Q Q E Nicks and, uh, counting trains. Cause I think they are the two and I'm, I'm sorry if there are others doing it, that they're still doing this, like basically March madness, uh, match up. If you haven't uh, joined, it is a lot of fun. Uh, I think there's still 30 songs left, but they basically started with all of the main songs, maybe 130 or something. I, I don't know. 104. Sorry, they had 104 songs. And basically they do one-on-one matchups to see what are the most popular songs. And, uh, you know, not, not surprisingly, a lot of August tunes win and, and, and recovering tunes, but there's been some interesting ones. Like, I think I mentioned last time, like, she don't want nobody near or whatever. That's a, I always thought that was an underrated song, and it is popular with the fans as well. Mm. 
yeah, we kind of had a upset. La- what was the one that we were kind of joking? Uh, anyway, but there well, was Sullivan like Street Lost. Sullivan Street Lost, which I was okay. I voted for. Oh, is that High Life Law? Yeah, Mo- High Life Lost to When I Dream of Michelangelo. I thought that well, was that's a bit interesting. Of an upset. But I uh, Sullivan Street. I mean, Sullivan Street Lost. Angels of the Silences was also a great song, and I, I think that's a, a hard one. But you know, as speaking as someone who named a podcast after the song, yes, I totally, I totally I'll, get I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll raise, uh, you know. A little, a little bit of hell on that, but yes, yes, I, I get it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so, 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 uh, anyway, for those that joined the Reddit and kind of want some fun, it's a nice interactive thing to do with other Crows fans. So, you started about, you know, we're not talking about Banshee anymore, but we will be talking about live music today mm-hmm. and talk about a deep dive. This is definitely going to be the deepest dive we've done because we're going to focus on just one song for the podcast, which is their opening song of August uh, around here. And uh, Chris, you can talk about it a bit, but uh, you helped me come up with the, or you came up with the idea, which was very interesting. And basically you, um, right, you made a point and you can do it now about how around here live has evolved over time. And uh, we will kind of analyze and, and, and maybe highlight certain shows that the, that the fans might want to listen to. Yeah, I, I curated a playlist. Uh, I used YouTube. It makes it easy. It, that's obviously not going to cover every last version, but I think we got a, a pretty good selection of them. Because Round Here is a song that, starting very early on in the band's live tenure, Adam was improvising in the middle of, changing, doing all sorts of different things to it. And so you can, I mean, you could spend days listening to different versions of Round Here and not hear two that are exactly the same. Many of them will share similar alterations in the middle and different things. But, and this became, I feel like when I became an online Counting Crows fan in the early aughts, this was part of the sort of the allure, right? That people, especially when it was hard to collect an entire show because downloading an MP3 took an hour. A lot of times what people would share was you know, the big alts, the interesting ones. Yeah, I don't, you don't need every last version of Mr. Jones, but he's, Adam sang a different little piece of something in Round Here last night, you should hear it. And so uh, there was a great website called Anna Begins, which you can mm. still find if you dig into the um, the uh, archive.org, the Wayback yeah. Machine, that had like lyrics to different alts, which was really interesting. And that was part of, I think, the allure of the band. And we'll talk, there's other songs where this is true, Murder of One, Rain King, Good Night Elizabeth. Mm. But I think Round Here is the most sort of consistent and I would again I think the most famous of the sort of songs. Because again, it's it's one of their most popular songs, and they've taken the song and stretched it. Sometimes the I think the longest version on what we listen to is like 14 minutes. But it's a five and a half minute song to start, right? So that's a, a pretty <laughs> significant difference. <laughs> right. And it's, it- yeah, I think it's a dividing line for a lot of fans because oh, oh, it's you know, one, we're, we're casual and hardcore fans, right? Because you take someone to a show, and if 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 at minute seven of round here, they're like, "Are they still play? What are they doing here?" Well, when I'm, Maybe they're I'm not going to be a hardcore fan, <laughs> and I'm both because. Well, I consider myself definitely a hardcore fan, but I'm both mm-hmm. because, uh, well, if you remember from our August ranking, I actually had Round Here the lowest. I think I had mm-hmm. it like number nine or something. So then, I, but I, I like Round Here, and of course, but it was one of those songs they played all the time, and I was like, oh no, we don't need another 15 minute, because then in my mind, they're taking away from two other deep cuts that I wanted to hear. But 
you having like listening to to them and i've actually started to really appreciate round here over the last i want to say like 24 months mm. and so i actually thought it was fun although i joked i was joking chris off the air that some of these i had seen before or heard before of course but i did want to take some notes so i could uh, at least keep somewhat pace with our live uh, music and bootleg expert Chris Miggs. But I was like, geez, Chris, you're giving me a lot of homework. Uh, 14 minutes a song times 12 songs. I'm, I'm very busy. I don't have time for this. So I kept it to only 12. Otherwise, it was like, you know, we could go for days here. The one thing I'll point out, by the way, just speaking of things in the air. So I'm a big fan of the songwriter uh, Noah Gunderson, who's terrific. If anyone hasn't listened to him, go check him out. And actually going to see him play tomorrow as we record this. And earlier this week, he started his tour. So I'm going to like whatever, the third or the fourth show of the tour. Yeah. And someone posted, hey, here's the set list from the first night with a pretty interesting cover. And wouldn't you know it, on this round here, he's please playing around here. Wow. So uh, I'm going to go. I'll actually let you know how this goes because I have a a VIP ticket for that. And I'm going to wear a Counting Crow shirt and see. Oh, that's cool. Chat up around here because apparently he's a, a big fan too. So it's just in the air as I was. Round here is just here oh, that's, for us. That's cool. Now, all of these videos are available on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are we going to release our own list to have people? Yeah, we can. To? We'll send out. So, and the the playlist that we'll um that we can make public and people can find has more than that. Because I said, oh yeah, I, so I was telling you off air. Yes, there's duplicates of some of these alts, and I didn't want to again weigh everyone down and wanted to keep this to you know an, a mere hour podcast. So, but if you want to deep dive, there's more versions and you can keep going and keep listening and find, you know, all the way your way into this and find what you like about different things. And no, that's great. So I will uh, release. uh, Yeah. When we put up the, the, uh, so for those that didn't see, when you look at the podcast description, we'll link to the round here playlist from the Mm -hmm. Sullivan street podcast. And the first 12 of the 21 videos on here are the ones that we're going to discuss discuss so you can uh listen along right listen to one and then listen to our commentary on it etc uh and they are going from and, and very nice of chris he put it in chronological order at least the first 12 yeah the first 12 are in chronological order i think starting in 94 and the last one was in 2013 mm-hmm. so Let's kick it off then. The first one you had, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll just put, and I have comments, but I'll have you lead these. But, but I, but I might, before I introduce them, put your little five-word description, which was the live on Letterman and a quote-unquote essentially the original of the alternate uh, lyrics. Yeah. So the first version is is them the band on David Letterman, and this is them playing essentially the album version of the song. Right. This is not. There's no really different lyrics here. This is just them playing it live. And similar to, obviously, the most famous version is that version on Saturday Night Live. That is hard. SNL is very finicky about YouTube uploads. So you're not going to find it there. But if you haven't heard that version, or you, again, if you just want to have this for the list, this plays that same role. And it's good, right? Even just from the beginning, they sound great playing this song. Uh, I also love that Letterman makes the endorsement if you don't if you don't have this record already what are you doing yes and, uh, and, and that's part of the thing about the love of this band had from early on and we did find out later right that that letterman really you know the crows one was one of his i don't i'm putting a number but top five favorite that he actually listened yeah. to him a lot at home that wasn't fake 
and actually liked him. And th- I think there's even some story, right, that he actually went to Adam before one of the shows and said hi. And it was like a one minute hi. But then one of the producers went up to Adam and said, if he even talks to you for one minute, <laughs> like he loves you because he because I Letterman's famously like a lot of these talk show people like socially awkward and mm-hmm. kind of an introvert and actually doesn't like talking to anybody about anything. And you can see when he retired, he's hiding as a hermit in his house, basically. Right. <laughs> so um, that wasn't a, yeah, he's kind of the anti Jimmy Fallon who you can see is very, very great gregarious, but uh, yeah, any other comments? I, I, I have this on a lot of them, but I, at least in my opinion, what's really cool about a lot of these versions and it's different for each one, but they, they add a lot fuller sound and mm. I have some more, you know, I, want, I I kind of joke extra sound effects, right? But but it's not too much where it's so noisy or cacophony or whatever. But like Charlie in particular, and then I think Dan and when Emmy was a, there, Emmy as well, add little bit extra touches that just make it uh, great. Yeah, we'll talk about Emmy later. But yeah, he adds Emmy adds pedal steel, which I think yeah is really nice addition to the sound of the song. That's sort of ethereal kind of thing happening and i think that's a lot that pedal steel helps for that these early shows and i guess up until i want to say one of the up until let's say 2005 which to me you know is more recent but of course that was still 20 years ago i what i love to besides just looking that everybody looks younger i love that like dave in particular but also dan do are so much more animated partly Mm. because they were younger and partly i think that was like something all guitarists did at the time they had to like jump a little more. Like there's a couple parts where Dave jumped. Dave would Bryson would never jump now, right? He's like that kind of chill guy on the side. Um, so anyway, that always cracks me up. I have a couple comments later about like <laughs> I, I always like kind of the side, not the side, the other band members showing their personality a bit more. Yeah. So that that always yeah cracks me up. Just as an, an aside, those mm-hmm. and we'll talk about Charlie later. But did you notice on this tour? that the you know how he kind of starts off that song live mm-hmm. around here i've noticed that on the more recent tour that that little key keyboard bit is longer hmm and um yeah. you know maybe it was I'm making these numbers up but if it was 15 seconds now it's 30 or something like that right and i just laugh because of course i know within one second what they're going to play yeah. but nobody knows and they're like what yeah because this one yeah they added more almost like i want to say oh yeah because somebody said it next to me but i was thinking it almost pink floyd-esque hmm. a little bit in the beginning around here particularly in the banshee tour just at least my interpretation and someone even said that and of course i knew it was leading around here but the average person would think what is this kind of you know sounds like the Ethereal. moon going yeah, yeah. So anyway, okay, great. Thanks for the Letterman one. So then we go to number two, MTV Unplugged. No, Most Wanted. That oh, the, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, Most Wanted. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's a but UK MTV. show. Yes. So that's it's, not, it's not one of our shows. It's a UK right. MTV. Yeah, sorry. I wrote that down wrong because I was thinking of the Unplugged. Yeah, so that's also in 1994. But that's the only one I think you have on here that's strictly acoustic, if I'm correct. Yeah, and that's part of the idea there was to – that's a good example. I think you know they, they always say that the band really started as Bryson and Adam in a coffee house, right? Yes. And I think this is kind of the closest they get, or at least, again, easy to find on, on YouTube – to that sort of coffee house version of Round Here, where they're playing acoustic, it does end up becoming the full band. There's a small alt at the beginning. Adam sings, go to sleep, little angel, go to sleep, Mm. little one. But yeah, I think here, again, just trying to show as we're trying to, as we get into it, 
I feel like this really highlights how much his performance gets it across when it's more sparse and more acoustic. You're really getting that big hit of like what Adam is doing to make that song, you know? Yes, I kind of I didn't. Yes. And you're going to help me to verbalize it better. But I, yes, exactly. So there are some right. Some parts of this. I thought the 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 band is better than some of these videos, right? You have 12. Some, mm. I think the band makes it fuller or more interesting. There are some that the alt lyrics make it more interesting. There are some that his animation and his uh, passion about the song made it more interesting. In this case though, I think you're absolutely correct. Him sitting there by himself, uh, or sorry, of course the city, but sitting there kind of quiet, not jumping around and just singing. The only thing I could put is like, how great is his voice in this? And yeah. as you said, and just his, his intonation and everything. Yeah. You can sort of imagine, I think, hearing this version, what it would be like to be in like a coffee shop and like it's just like a, an open mic and you're like, what is this? Like, what? And it's just a guitar and a guy, but like this guy is selling this thing and I'm, I don't know who Maria is or why she's a net, why she came from Nashville, but I want to know. And, you know, this is leaving an imprint. Yes. So. Yeah, that one I and let's 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 move past this one because I yeah, let's, that's fine. Let's, let's get deeper into the ones yep, that have so a lot na- of words. And in them. so now we have the France 1994, 12 minutes. Now this one I didn't make a lot of comments, so I'll let you lead. My big mm-hmm. thing was we were I was just talking to you ahead of time, mm-hmm. as, as that's why I thought of it. That at one point around 2003, I had collected all the Counting Crow singles. I later sold them on eBay. I kind of regret I would have sold them to a fan or something. But one of those, if I remember correctly, it was one of the recovering B-sides mm-hmm. had this, the yeah. France 1994 12-minute version. Uh, I just remember liking it. And because I heard it so much, I didn't really have much to say about it. But please, can you add uh, something? Yeah. So this is, again, for that reason, right, this is one of the more famous versions and later released if you know on the August and everything after Deluxe Edition. It's on the, that Paris show. That oh, right, 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 is, right. The, is the Deluxe. And this is... So it's a, again, it's a long one. He's he's singing like, and actually, I really love the YouTube version because it's this one has like words to it, including like parts where he's sort of like, like it's like, like like letters out the grunt he is making. Yes, because he is getting a lot across and and sort of that feeling uh, here. There's a lot about being alone. I don't want to be like you who you is i don't know maybe a, a rock and roll i feel like it's sort of i think given the 1994 i read that as sort of like not wanting to be a rock and roll star leave me alone leave me alone like he's saying he's literally right. saying leave me alone and it, that's what that sort of feels to me and i think it's the one in some ways that's maybe the most connected he sings at the end of part of the sword and humor song private archipelago which is comes up on a few of these that's something he's used a lot and the being you know, she lives alone on a private archipelago, living, being sort of out there, like alone, really connects to the way he frames the song in this one. I did not write the name of the person, and I think it was a comment to this one. And it's the only <clears throat> note that I have that I didn't annotate correctly, but I'm pretty <clears throat> sure it was from this one. And thanks for reminding me, because someone said uh, in a YouTube comment, oh, I just realized something. This song encompasses all three bands Duritz was involved in. Round here was a Himalayan song. Mm-hmm. He mentions, uh, or maybe one of them sing- sings are part of Barely Out of Tuesday. That's or that's what they said. There is some Barely comment. Out of Tuesday is later, though. Oh, great. Or maybe, maybe it was something else. One. Okay, but anyway, they, they said there's a, or no, no, it might have been a different one, but there's a reference to a Counting Crows song, I guess is what they were right. saying. And then the Private Archipelago 
archipelago was a sordid humor originally. Yeah. So that there, yeah. So it must have, yeah. Maybe it wasn't barely out of Tuesday, but maybe that was a commenter. But anyway, yes, that, that I thought it was interesting. That I said, oh, that's kind of a neat connection. That that brought up lyrics from the three groups he was been a part of. Yeah, he's covering. Yeah, that's part of the interesting thing I think about these versions. He is covering so much stuff. Yes, I also think this version kind of highlights. We haven't talked. We talked about the song, right? Obviously, on the the when we did that podcast, but about about the whole album but part of what's interesting i think in some of these lyrics especially the, the alt lyrics is you know one of the the things adam said you know maria is me right and i actually read a long long piece a long time ago that was like no i think maria is a real person which is interesting but if you just take that the sort of maria is him there's a lot of interesting sort of dialogue here in the song and then but then the the middle parts mm. that are kind of call and response sort of internal monologue right it's sort of adam's voice speaking to adam right and sometimes another person speaking to him you know there's we'll talk about some of the versions later where they're like she says she says it's only in my head i know it's only in my like it's mm. there's a conversation but he's there's an outside person and then what's going on in his head. And that's part of, I think, the easiest way to read these lyrics in some ways sometimes is his monologue even more internally, weirdly, than than the rest of the song. Yes. You know. No, no, no. Great point. Yeah. And you... I, really, I really like this is one. I it, this It's hard to rank this one because it's just, again, it's such a classic because it was done so many times. And I've it heard it so different. many times that it's tough for me to kind of compare that to something that I've only heard once, both ways, right? The, the newer one might hear, oh, this seems so fresh and better, but then partly because yeah. I've heard that so much. The one thing so. I'd say comparing it to the later versions, I feel like the band is a little more sparse here. And I think in part it's yes, because they're, yes. de they're developing the concept, right? Like, yeah. what does it mean to follow Adam on all these tangents in the middle of a song? It's only 1994. They haven't been doing it that long. So right. I think the band is a little more sparse, whereas later you can see how they really aggressively are able to sort of follow him and move and like shift and change. We can talk about, we'll talk about yes. this version, and but I think we'll, that's one way that this version is different than the later ones. And we will talk about that. So in some ways, you know, I don't, uh, right. So what I'm going to say next, and almost I don't have a unique way to say uh, about that. So, the, okay. So the next one is a Pink Pop show, 1997. Okay. And I didn't hear a lot of these before, but I kind of wanted to say I'm not surprised, which is that as someone who, unlike you, is not a, um, uh, I guess I, I didn't know as many of the live music and mm -hmm. the bootlegs. But when I was, usually I it would be that I would search live because I was like, you know what? I never heard song X live. So I was mm -hmm. more searching the song live, usually deep right. cuts, than the concerts. But a couple of the concerts kept coming up, and if it, there are a couple that I can watch the whole thing front to back, and one of them would be any of the Pink Pop shows. Yeah, I think they're all incredible. We have so mm -hmm. I'm not surprised that three are on this list, and at least two of them, I absolutely agree with you. That's when you start to hear the more fuller sounds of of, and I put because uh, you have two Pink Pops in a row. I don't know if you want to talk about both 97 and 2000. The crowd's fantastic. I said, wow, there's so much extra fullness here. Charlie's adding all these extra notes and guitar. So please, I'll let you uh, Yeah, well, comment. Pink Pop, right? Two things about Pink Pop. One, they always broadcast the shows. So there's great high quality. I think that's part of one of the reasons why those end up sticking out is there's great high quality versions oh, of oh, it. If somebody doesn't know Pink Pop, did you want to Oh, yeah, sure. Pink Pop is a, a, a Dutch music festival that happens annually. And there's just, 
European festival crowds are, let's just be frank, they're better than us, Eric. They're right. just better at they're better at being music fans than us. Yes. As, as a collective. And in particular, Dutch people love counting crows. There's just something about the Dutch crowd, the pink pop crowd, and that and the crows that I feel like every and, and we'll get when we talk about other alts, there's one in 2003 where he just totally like some of these songs just totally shift because you can see how energized and like how much Adam is feeling the crowd. So I think all of the versions from Pink Pop, they stand out among the versions because all of the alts that we're going to talk about with the Pink Pops, there's different, there's other versions that have the same lyrics in them. But man, he just seems to bring his best to them in Pink Pop. And so these are the best versions of all Because the crowd is, it's not just large because there's been large crowds in the US, but they're not paying attention. They're body surfing, play on. I mean, I know a lot of these concerts are pre-cell phones, but they, I mean, I just told you that I was just in the UK watching the Crows and they were the best experiences I think I've had because of the crowd. But before going to the UK, and I'd like to go to the UK next time they go, Mm -hmm. but and I don't think they play these large, you know, uh, festivals anymore, but, too but, much in, now. but in my mind, that would have been a dream show to watch him in pink pop. And in fact, I used to watch, I'm, I think, you know what I'm talking about. There used to, I forget what year it was, but there was like a Miami version at pink pop. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the best Miami version because they were so into the Ascension near the end of the song. Yeah. You can literally see at the end of this version, 97, like it's very quiet in the end. Adam's doing private archipelago and you can see people, who aren't what I would call dancing, but they're just bouncing with excitement. Like they're moving because they're so excited to hear what he is saying and doing. And they're just, it's so great to see. This version, I think, is a really interesting. So I don't know how much you know the story of this song, right? Which is in the middle, Adam does a song called Barely Out of Tuesday, which is. A oh, song this, is, he, this is then the, the one they were commenting that they did yeah. barely out of Tuesday. Right. And this so is the Courtney Cox song. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. This is, this is, so he co-wrote this song. He, I think the story is that he was seeing Courtney Cox and she was like, he was like teaching her how to play piano or something. And he came over and she was sort of noodling on something. And he was like, I think you kind of wrote a song. And they worked on this together. And then. Now, so this this is, I think, I think this is after they broke up. I don't get Jeff on to talk about the exact timeline there, but and um, the other thing, though, of course, Courtney Cox is monkey, right? He right. calls her monkey. Yes. The song "Monkey" is about her, and this is definitely after because when he's singing towards the end, he says, "You know, hey, hey, monkey, why, hey, monkey, why'd you want to leave me?" Yeah, right. So he's clearly maybe singing this song. Is it to get her back? I don't know. I, or maybe he's just thinking about this a lot. But it's a really interesting, because later on, his Dave Gibbs, the guy who co-wrote, uh, who wrote um, Crashers with him, he would play this song and he was like, oh, Adam, I love this song. And Adam never wants to play it because he doesn't like who he wrote it with anymore. But I like it. I'm going to keep playing it. Yeah. But I actually think Barely Out of Tuesday, also, it's a really, it's a good song, but it's really good round here alt lyrics, again, because it's about that sort of feeling lost and kind of hazy, like, Barely Out of Tuesday is because you're like, I woke up Wednesday morning, actually sometime Wednesday evening, right? It's, someone's just sort of floating, and that feels very much of a piece with round mm. here. It really connects to the lyrics, and 
I think it it works, you know. No, that that's great. Yeah, and I do. I think we hinted at this before, but I definitely at some point want to put together a show about uh, international fans and and mm. we'd like to have some on. We already had uh, Dan in episode two talk yeah. about it a little bit from the British standpoint, and I had I'll preview it now. I have somebody from uh, the Netherlands, uh, Sietz, I think is his name, and he has already uh, agreed to come on at some point and talk about the Dutch love, so to speak. Yeah, for for Canada Crows, which I'm excited to hear about. Of course, the connection with. Bluff, I, I think that's how you pronounce pronounce yeah. the, that man's Wolf, name. Something like Wolf, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. But he'll uh, tell us what exactly is yeah. the correct thing to do. I <laughs> exactly. Uh, did you have anything else between the two? Because I said you have the num- well, video so four is the ninety seven pink pop, and video five I think is the two thousand pink pop. So two thousand is interesting. So cr- before this, actually, slightly pre Crowstown, there was something called Boot City. A bunch of people that from there migrated and basically created Crowstown. And in 2005, someone had the bright idea, which very bright, actually, to basically create a best of of all these albums, right? Mm. Best live versions. And so the goal was people, some people made some suggestions, some moderators picked a list of, call it 10 of them or something. And then people voted on the best version of these songs. Mm. And the winner for best version of Round Here, again, recognizing this is like 2005 or six. So there's some a bunch of stuff that's happened after. But... The winner was this Pink Pop 2000 version, which features the song by Robin Hitchcock, She Doesn't Exist Anymore in the Middle. Okay. I I like this version. I don't think it's the best. I put, One of the reasons I put it on here was because it, this was voted the best one. Mm. And I actually think I like this and I I get this, but I actually, again, I, I would put some other stuff above this. I think, for example, the Barely Out of Tuesday one from 97, mm. I would put that above this one. This one has a lot of, though, if you again, if you want to play with the like what he's singing about stuff, you know, he says he Adam sings, I'm the girl on the car in the parking lot, which is a particularly interesting line when he's been singing about she doesn't exist anymore. Right. Who is she? Is she him? Is he singing about a version of himself that is gone then at that point? All I need is you is again, is you another person or is it some version like you can get kind of lost and really break that one that's down. true i i i have to admit i never thought as deeply about his these live alts as his actual lyrics right i spent so much time thinking of the mm. lyrics and, and who he's referencing i never really i guess because i always thought he was just borrowing from other songs you know like he did right like we'll talk about so, that you know where sometimes he just brings another song so right i just thought oh he wants to incorporate that but you're right in some cases these alts maybe because I didn't know all of the songs in some cases, alts that maybe he was making up new lyrics. If you were, mm-hmm. I actually thought they were from other songs. Right. Some, yeah, sometimes I'll do that thing. Sometimes when he, sometimes you'll, something new will be happening or it's in the past. As soon as I had like a smartphone, I'll be Googling to try to figure out like, is this a song I don't know? Or is this just stuff he's making up off the top of his head? <laughs> right. Sometimes it's a song I didn't know. There was like, there's a rain King from like 2013. They started doing regularly with like a, a Blue Nile song and an Elbow song, a different one. And I was just, I didn't know those songs. And so I'm like, well, these are, these are cool lyrics. <laughs> and it's like, oh, these are, he's singing a song. But then other times you're starting to Google stuff and you're like, those are just words that are coming out up the top of his head. Yes. Yes. Or that he came up with at some point and then he's bringing right. up. Yeah. No, great. Yeah. So how, it, did you get... feel about, so how did you feel about that one though? Knowing now that that one was voted the best. Uh, the, you 2000, the 2000. The 2000. Well, I guess it was my favorite of the. I mean, the acoustic one, I kind of have to move to the side because it was mm-hmm. acoustic. Of the first five, that was my favorite of those, okay. but it was not my favorite 
of of the twelve. I maybe okay. I put it number four of the twelve or something okay. like that. Um, I think it was because I maybe because I like the full maybe because I thought the band was adding some extra things. I guess I was mm. focusing more on the actual music, uh, at least in my mind. I'd agree. I think the music is good in that one. I think the way they play that, that's a good point. The way the, way the band plays yep. She Doesn't Exist Anymore in the middle is really cool. So again, not surprisingly, I, maybe half of these or close to half are for, uh, filmed in not in the United States. Yeah. The next one also is not. It's a German music festival, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Oh, geez, I just took down the... And so what year was this one? This, this is was, 2002. Yes, Jazz Fest. Oh, no, it's not Jazz Fest. It's, I, I, that's a mistake oh, on my part. Okay. It's, it's Rock M Ring, I think. Oh, right. Yes, 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 yes. They're, they're the that same later. festival, different places, I'm told. Yep. By right, my friends I, who are I, from Germany and go to this festivals. Yep. So I, I don't know. I guess by this point, again, this is like a lot of this was new to me. And I'm kind of hearing the same song when I was going through these. and But I was like... This this is the first time I was really reflecting on maybe a comment you just mm. gave, which is that you know when he has these really long versions, it is inter- clearly I think some of it is planned and was planned and rehearsed, and then some of it is spontaneous. Spontaneous. I think nowadays almost all of it is rehearsed. There's less spontaneity, even yeah. when they do new arrangements. And I mean, every maybe they add, add a little thing here and there, but they're playing the same song you know every night, and they're just adding a little. Uh, But I I was this version, for whatever reason, made me reflect on this a little more. Yeah. Well, and part of it, I think, is sometimes when you're hearing an alt, if they've been doing it somewhat regularly, the first time may be fully spontaneous. But then the second time, you got to think, well, all of the guys, once he starts going into the same thing, have a sense of where they're going. Exactly. (laughs) Like, obviously, now at this point, right, Goodnight Elizabeth with pale blue eyes is literally, I mean, that's a that's basically a medley at this point, right? They've played yep. that so many times. There's a way that goes in. But even just, you know, something like She Doesn't Exist Anymore, they had done that before, that ping pop version, right? So even if, again, the first time was just Adam riffing, by time number 10, that he decides to go to that. Yes. Again, he likely, I think likely, based on Lee's set list, right? I don't think he's planned that he's going to go into She Doesn't Exist Anymore. Right. But I think once he starts picking that, they go, okay, I get it. Now we're going to follow. Yep. You know, so. I, I think you're right there. Is it this one? I think again, my notes aren't uh, exact because mm. I didn't go back and listen to everything two or three to three or four times. But I think this is the last, or this is this one's everyone we've done. I think has had no Emmy. I th- is that correct? This is this is the first one with Emmy. I think the oh, first one with Emmy. Maybe yeah. it's it's either the first uh, one with Emmy or the last one. Two thousand might have been him. There's no video yeah. of that one, so I don't. He might have been. Oh, him. okay. Uh, no, I'd but I to, think my timeline on when exactly he became a permanent member, and that is, it might have been on the De- Desert Life. Yeah, floor. I kind of think he's not there on that one because I think I said, I don't know, I just wrote a comment to myself unless I missed it. Like, it's always interesting not to see Emmy in 2000, but I could be wrong. I think there. it's also what part of it might be Emmy's role in terms of what he's doing. Right? Yeah, it might have been in the background more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote that, if you remember, Dan's hat is particularly awesome here. If you look at the live video, Dan mm. is wearing this large red hat, almost like a you know, because Dan loves wearing hat. It's interesting seeing Dan's hat evolution over time, right? Because yeah, that as it, Dan wore beanies for a while. I think did he go where he was wearing baseball caps sometime? I think yeah, he, yeah, for yes. sure. Yeah. And then then he had like the cowboy hats, right? That Dan at some point. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, it's not that I've studied it that much, but watching them so many times. But this one, Dan has a great hat. It's almost worth. Watching it just for that, just and for I almost, yeah, I almost want to. Yeah, if I ever meet him again, I'll co- compliment him on his hats. 
So we're halfway through these. Number I will seven. just say about this oh, one. Yeah, so please. this one, the alt is Come Pick Me Up, which is a song by Ryan Adams. I So this is one where you, I always talk about how it's important to me that the like lyrics really connect to the song. And this one, I kind of don't give a shit because I love that song. <laughs> and uh, it's cool to hear Adam sing it and do it in this way. Like, yes. I'm not really sure what the connection is. Like, you could say, like, is Maria the one that, I don't know, that came and right. picked him up. But that's really, it's a song about, a, that song's a song about a busted relationship. And it's it just, I think Adam sounds really cool singing it. And so I don't mind that I actually can't <laughs> connect those dots. Yeah, well, let's go to the next one. Sometimes in probably terms you of, can't. It, yeah, just like movies sometimes, like, they're like, oh, they put that in for, uh, they're making a commentary on capitalism or something. Like, no, nah, they just put that in because it was a funny little thing. So. Adam was hanging out with Ryan Adams, and he yeah. liked the song, and he sang, started singing it. I exactly. don't think it's a big deal. Just for full uh, whatever, full, just for completeness, the, uh, if you're looking for that, 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 that round here live version from France, which you said later came up in the August uh, mm. deluxe, that was on the Angels of the Silence B-side. That's there officially CD as well. Okay. So we're halfway through this list. Number seven, Staying in Europe. Uh, Belgium, I think, mm-hmm. right? Yep. First of all, in the YouTube video, there's a hilarious short interview before the show <laughs> yeah. with with Adam, and his hair is in the hard candy uh, era. Where but it's kind of mohawky though. Somehow. Yeah, it's like the mohawky dreads, which I think he he might even have. I think in a couple of the photos in the hard candy photo shoot. Mm. It's just hilarious seeing him and Dan there and their personalities. He's somewhat flirt flirting with the Belgian host a little bit, it, it, but it's it just pure Adam. I, it, it, yeah, it just reminds me of like that's Adam's personality. Like he yeah. has this mix of being like introvert, extrovert, friendly, smartass together. Yeah, it's it, it's great. So the, the on the song itself. Oh, you know what it reminds One thing on the interview that I rem- remembered, which you hadn't talked about yet, which as far as I know, they don't really do anymore. Again, I think it stopped when they got older. Mm-hmm. But I did remember, and that's how I met them the one time, was they did used to come out and meet fans after yeah. the show, every show. And they mentioned it because that was the height of their personality. You almost think mm-hmm. the opposite would be true, like that now they'd have more time. I, I understand why why they don't do it. But yeah, that one time I did meet them, they actually did a little fan meet and greet after the Outside show. the bus, you know. Yeah, exactly. Outside the bus. Anyway, uh, I, I didn't have much to say, except I, I was just getting impressed by Charlie every show. So Some of these videos they really focus on Charlie, the camera when he's playing and mm-hmm. that, that even brings to life more mm. the richness that he adds. So, uh, but this please. one, the alt is Natalie, Natalie and Brulia song torn. Oh, which I love. This is one. That's a one time moment. The, that's a, that's only cover, did this once. Is it? I think torn is also a cover by the it, way. Torn is technically cut, but it's Natalie, uh, Natalie and Brulia. Uh, who, who, who knows who did the original <laughs> other than the guy, other than whoever gets the checks from uh, BMI. <laughs> but the apparently she played like right before them and Adam just heard her play this play that song and he got to the middle of round here and just started singing torn <laughs> and oh so it's and it's again it's one of those things I we've all heard torn a million times you haven't yes. really heard torn until you've heard Adam sort of re interpolate that and just sort of sing this is how you know, like, and this is like totally changed into his own way. 
It's a let, cool. It's a very cool version. Let I me like go it. back and listen to that. Maybe I guess I didn't focus because I, I like the song "Torn." I remember that I liked this. I think this was in my right. It was like the fourth European show in a row on this list, and I, I want to go back and and hear that. I remember it again that I like the. Uh, is that, so he, he he didn't do that very much though. The torn. Lyrics, I think that's right? the only time. That's to my knowledge the only time he ever did that one. That's a one timer. A lot of these again, you could find a bunch of different versions that sound similar. That's a one timer. Uh, according to this, Torn was uh, originally went from a Danish band and then covered by an American band. It was somewhat popular, and then a third American Norwegian band, and then Natalie did it, and it was all within five years. Oh, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I was actually living in Australia when it got released. Oh, so it was interesting a because song there. Yeah, yeah, because some songs there that were so huge. To Didn't. me, should should have crossed over. Mm. Yeah. As a side note, I'll never give up that there's there's a band. If look it up, if you like like kind of skater, I, don't, I wouldn't say emo, but like skater rock. I want to say that that there's a great band called Killing Heidi. So, so mm. since then, since then, the woman has done kind of alt country and almost Fleetwood Mac esque things. Oh, when she was in high school, this group Killing Heidi was incredible, and I was like, they're so good that I said, no, they're huge. They're gonna be a huge international success, and they weren't. And instead, uh, the U.S. released, which I guess she's Canadian. Who was the um, the girl that did like Skater Boy, Skater Girl? Oh, Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. She, Avril Lavigne to me was a copy of them, but oh, much, okay. much less talented in my mind. And, and she was a huge success. So you never know. But yeah, the Natalie and Bruglia song, I had no idea, was a big hit in other countries as well, including the U.S. So, um, okay, here we go. Now we get to, uh, well, this one I really focused on the uh, hmm. I know you've been focusing on the alt lyrics where I've been was focusing a little more in the music but this was one that really caught my attention which was the uh, number eight now the location was oh, I don't know you put 2002 I don't even know if I had a date a, a location yeah. on that one I don't know if the video had one but no but th- this one they had the Van Morrison song mm-hmm. which was what sweet uh, sweet thing sweet thing uh in the middle I thought that was fantastic uh your thoughts See, and this is one where, again, I guess where it's it's about how it hits you, right? Because that song, I think it sounds fine, but it never really – those lyrics in the middle of Round Here never really emotionally connected to me. And that was a very common one, especially 2002, 2003. They brought it back in 2010 or uh, 12 because it's on Echoes of the Outlaw Roadshow. You can hear a similar version oh, of this okay. on Echoes of the Outlaw Roadshow. It, it's- I, you know, I again, I just – that's one that just never – it sounds fine, but musically, I'm so curious. Like, what about no, those lyrics seem to sort of what? What about those? What about that really grabbed you? So no, it was more of this that I like the song. No, I actually agree. I guess it's because I like Van Morrison, there and go. so okay. got my. But you're right that I think compared to some of the alt lyrics, both before and after, the way he it wasn't. I don't know what's the word seamless. It wasn't a sewn mm. together as the other ones. Like it felt more of wedged in there. I don't want to say wedge. It's not that yeah. hard, but yes, I agree that it didn't flow, I guess, for lack of a better word as well. And I didn't have that like in my top, except that I loved the Van Morrison shout out. I mean, it's go. almost like when he was doing Thunder Road and like the Bruce Springsteen, right? And that's Rain King Alt, right? And then yeah, the yeah. Bruce Springsteen fans are like, yeah, Thunder Road. I guess that's what I felt about the Van Morrison more than that it's a great alt, so to speak. So, yeah. So then we, uh, okay. So this is, so number nine is another one that I also had on CD because it is the town hall. So the August, 
mm-hmm. would call it re-release. What is it? But the August Town Hall where they August Everything After Live, I think it's called. Yeah, and but it, that was from an anniversary, right? Was that a twentieth? Uh, 20... No, it wasn't an anniversary. They, it was just so they did that concert. Interestingly enough, when the deluxe album was released. Oh, okay. Um, an interesting story about this one because this I was at this one. Oh. You were at the recording show? I was at the recording uh, of that, yeah. That and and it's funny because the week before, I had tickets to a show in New Jersey that I couldn't get to. It was I real I had bought tickets and let, later realized that the travel was going to be impossible. And that night, they just decided to play August all the way through. And I oh. was deeply distraught after seeing the set list the next day. I was like, oh, my God. I had a ticket and I couldn't come to this thing. And and so the next week, or not next week, but like three weeks later, they were doing the show at Town Hall in New York for to it was said to celebrate the the deluxe edition of August. Okay. And so they didn't announce anything in advance other than this is to celebrate this. I have the poster still somewhere. Oh. And they op- this is what they opened with, which is round here with raining in Baltimore in the middle. Now the fun thing is that down later, a few songs in, it started started to hit me. Oh, wait a minute. This is August all the way through. Oh, okay. And so, so you... they did end up playing the whole thing and that's the record. That's the one they released. So wait, they didn't announce it. And then, so it was a surprise to everybody there that they yeah. just played. Total their... surprise. Oh, I did not know that. I just yeah. assumed that at least there was some like, not announcement when they sold tickets, but that it was basically softly announced or whatever. It was no. almost like the one time I saw Billy Corgan and it wasn't when you bought the tickets, but when, if you looked on the website or whatever, they were basically mm. saying, hey, we're only playing from this new album. We're going to play it start to finish. Don't look for any classic hits on this one. But you're saying for this uh, concert, they did not. They didn't announce My friend Maggie and I literally, like three or four songs in, were like, wait a minute, this is the track list, right? This is... Double checking, right? Because we didn't have again. This is two thousand seven. We didn't have smartphones, so I was like, "This is definitely just the track list," <laughs> and uh, which was awesome. And, and of course, famously, right? They do. They didn't do raining in Baltimore on its own. They did it here. That's what um, I was going to say. That's the one. I guess right. Double edged sword. That <laughs> is a great alt. But if you bought that album, like I did, and you're, and you're like, "Oh, I want to hear him play just on the piano," that's not going to happen. Yeah, because that's in. In the round here lyrics. Yeah. I think it works. I mean, this one works. I think it works better in Rain King, personally. Okay. And we'll talk about me. We'll definitely have an episode about Rain King. That might need yeah. to be a double. <laughs> yep. I, you might uh, just, at, at certain points during the Rain King one, you might just need to, you might be like, look, you, you'll hold up a hand, you'll walk away, yeah. and I, you'll come back 15 <laughs> minutes later, and I'm still expounding <laughs> about uh, this particular alt, but. Um, yeah, I think this works. I actually, one, one thing I noted, one of the things that motifs that Adam comes back to a lot at the beginning of the middle is all I need is you. Right. Yeah. You know, all, you know, uh, did you think you were dreaming? I said, no, I didn't think that I was dreaming. And I said, so I just want it to be true. All I need is you. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought this version of that is particularly, um, particularly good. I'll also call it, I think this version has it. I couldn't rem- I realized I made a mistake, not forgetting and like, Make a note. Mm. There's parts where after carving out our names, he'll say, we're carving out our names, and he'll literally kind of make a hand signal for it and say it, A-D-A-M. I always thought that was just a cool bit. I don't know. I like that. Yeah. Although you now that you say that, maybe they should be carving out other band members' names <laughs> while he's at it, you know. D-A-V-E. Well, and it's funny because speaking about other band members, one, and I've, you know, said this numerous times, but one um, out of the, now, of course, he wasn't a member of the band at first, but I just put some notes here that I thought 
just like some of the pink pop shows, I thought that Dan, uh, that uh, Dan and Charlie were mm-hmm. particularly good. I guess Dave's, you know, ver- Dave's parts are pretty, you know, he has to do the rhythm, so he, he can't add too maybe much extra. But I thought Jim was particularly incredible here. I I put mm. that's some of this, and I think this one is there's actually a recording of the video too. Right? Like this one, yeah. There's has video the, of this one. Yeah, there's video, and that's why I could see it. And and again, I just love Jim's uh, enthusiasm. And, and this is, and also you know the Pink Pop ones, and also this one. Adam definitely. If it's a re- if it's knows that he it's a recorded version, mm. he steps it up, which I understand. You can't go at eleven out of ten every night, right? That's when he loses his voice or whatever. Sometimes yeah. you do have to be special. That, but I just found that on the Pink Pop shows and this one, I just said, "Wow, the adrenaline!" Adam just steps it up, and I noticed it on some of the other ones too. Yeah, I, I don't have much else to add. Obviously, I had heard this before from the recording version, mm. but um, yeah, I, I don't think this is the first time I watched the video. So yeah. that was and the great. next version's from Pink Pop again. Yes, and this is—I'll just say it now. This was my favorite of the twelve. Okay. Again, I just thought the music was great. I liked, and I guess he says it in the other stuff, in the other uh, versions. But you know, I think Adam with his—do you think that I was dreaming? Maybe the way he was. Whatever, I'm moving mm. it or whatever really yeah. hit with me. Um, I think, did you mention that there is the Have You Seen Me Lately? And I yeah. love that song. And it I, does. Yeah, fit. that's that's it one fits. of my favorites. I, I think that song really fits in there. Sorry. Yeah, no, I think the some, somewhere in America it's starting to rain. I, I, I love that. Which is, it takes in. on a little bit of extra when he's singing it in Europe, right? Like yeah. he's, he's standing on a stage in Europe. I was out on the radio starting oh, right. to change somewhere yeah. out in America. It's like, I don't know. Like, I'm over here. I'm in front of all of you. I'm sweating. I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I've am i lost myself. But also sort of, it gets a little bit triumphant because it's like lost but sort of found because he's in front of all these people singing this, right? He's he's uh, he's out on the radio maybe starting to change in a good way. This is one, by the way, where it was really hard. There's a lot of good versions. The version on on the on across a wire also mm. has this. Oh right, it's, right. It's buried in the bottom of of this playlist. But I like I liked this version of that better than that one, which is why I put the, this is one we are as particularly like the have. I think the have you seen me lately alt is one of my favorites. And me too. So and there was a few of them. So this was definitely a pick. And I'm with you. I think this one, this or Pink Pop '97, I think would be my two favorites. Yeah, yeah, this one I love. And this was one, although it wasn't the Pink Pop Miami that I kept looking at years ago. I think that might have been like 03, if they had a Pink Pop 03. There was no 03. They didn't play around here on that one. Otherwise, probably Pink Pop 03 would be on here. I think that's the one that I love, the Miami that used to get me uh, so excited. But yeah, if you for those that listen here, and go, go and watch the Pink Pop 08 round here. Just another example. The crowd... All of them are just giving their eye, like their eyes are fixated on the music and Adam's performance. No, like people are not talking to their boyfriend. They're not doing what like they're all, it, you know, 95% of them are into the music, into the performance. And, and that, that just, it gives me extra energy and I'm sure it gives Adam extra energy when he's doing it. I just said, put so attentive, free smartphone. Yeah. One thing I thought about too, is that, you know, I was joking earlier about in maybe 2000, but Dave particularly jumping around. You don't see that anymore. And Dan doing a little more. This one, I actually was thinking about 
Adam, I said, Adam is jumping around like a complete madman in his 40s. Like, and even now he's still animated, but he's not going to jump around like he was in this version. And, yeah, he, uh, probably starts, he starts this version on his back from the end of Cowboys. Okay, I didn't realize that. He's like literally laying on the floor. He's like laying back on the ground as they go into round here. And okay. he like pulls himself. I think that's part of the dramaticness too. Like you talk about like the way he's selling it can really be like he's so invested in this one. It yes. really feels like he's wrenching all this stuff out of him. And exactly. it's just, it's a, it's a tour de force. Yeah. I think this is a spectacular. Yeah, and he's more likely to do that. It goes back to what I said before and I'll send you that video. Cause I think yeah. someone recorded it, but like, I know he liked doing the butter miracle uh, stuff, but and as I said a couple times that I thought uh, Bobby and Reckings is a great live song, but when I saw it in Manchester and the crowd was so into it, he got more into it. And like, I really thought at one point he was almost going to cry at Bobby and the Rat Kings near the mm-hmm. end because he was like, that's what this whole song is about, right? The crowd into it. And this, yeah. So I felt like you, I, uh, yeah, I was just doing the math, by the way, he was 44 on this uh, when, when he went, when he was uh, there in 2008. Okay. So we have two more to go. The next one is the in Borgata Casino Atlantic City. Now, interestingly enough, I did see them in Atlantic City, but it was 05 mm. uh, at the Hard Rock. Uh, and I do remember oh, that's when interesting. they That's one played. of Miller's like first shows. Yes, I think. Yes, that's right. Uh, and that was a really short show. I went when I did my list. I think they only played like 12 songs or something instead of the usual 20. Mm. Now this one, the, my only comment about this, because I, you know, I guess nothing really stood out except that, again, for fans that want to watch more YouTube videos, the videos that this SBG mm-hmm. does, and we mentioned them once, you can talk about it again. The video quality is, I find, just to be excellent. Yeah, they're terrific. Yeah, this is Ehud, who is one of the big tapers before he became like started working for the band, essentially, at least, or at least for this doing, you know, doing video. This is this is again this is an exceptionally long version. It <laughs> opens with the Springsteen song Mary Queen of Arkansas. A 14 minutes and I think the longest the one's embedded so it's tough to tell but of the 12 you posted here it looks like the longest one. 14 yeah. minutes and 20 seconds. So. Yeah. This is also by the way the first appearance on this playlist of Adam doing the um round here we're as cool as kittens out there the dogs they thrive. Oh. Which is from that Himalayans version that now is basically, he hasn't sung the original in a very long time. To the point where I'm, if even if I'm doing karaoke, I just sing Cool as Kittens because it's so natural to me. Oh, cool. But yeah, and, and then this is a one that he just spun up, right? The middle here is about all the lights on Broadway. I'm going to be a rock and roll star. It's this long, drawn out, sort of like a, autobiography of Adam told through this sort of story, which is kind of interesting. That's kind of why I put this on here. I don't love this one as much as some of the others, but it's a, it's really interesting to see them kind of following. And I don't, maybe he had done something like this before, but not a ton. Mm. And so it's really cool to hear the band kind of following him, this thing that he's just sort of crafting on the fly. This is another one where I'll really call out Jim and seeing the video, there's a good angle of like Jim, like just like really adding stuff during the um, during the breakdown and like bringing it all the way back up when when again, we you talk about the trust level, right? Because it's like he doesn't know what the climax is. Right. This isn't a song where there's a <laughs> right. This isn't he knows what the climax of Have You Seen Me Lately is. Right. 
He doesn't know what the climax of of all the light, the, all the lights on Broadway alt are. He's they're all making it up as they go along, and that's one of the again. It's just a kind of an incredible thing to to see, like the literally off the top of their head, just fourteen minutes of of this song. So <laughs> oh, great. And so the last on our, and again, the actual mm-hmm. YouTube playlist we're going to post has uh, 21 mm-hmm. songs, but the last of the main 12, if you will, Chris Miggs, hot 12 of the round here, uh, alts is, uh, is live at the, and this one, interestingly enough, it's live at the Sydney Opera House 2013. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, this was the only one that came up on my playlist as already having been watched. So I guess okay. I watched it, even though I almost... It's funny that, again, you recommended I'd say one of the songs I never watch live on YouTube, at least, is around here. But this one, I think it, I watched it because that show, I remember being excellent. And I think mm. they used to have the whole, I think the Opera House took it down. Oh, did they? Okay. Because I, I remember the whole show was up there for a long time. Yeah, it might. If, if, if Maybe it comes up every so often. But if, it, if it's on now or not, I really recommend. I think they do a great job at the Opera House in 2013. Let me just quickly go to mine. Yeah, anyway, I, I don't have much else to say. I thought it was good. Chris, I'll go to your comments. Yeah, I mean, this one has an interesting... This is... The core of this alt is one that he did a lot, which is come outside, you know, climb out your window. And this was a big thing, you know, 2013, 14, 15. Sort of sounding... It's interesting because it's sort of like Palisades Park. I think initially mm. people actually thought when he started doing this alt that he was singing something from Palisades Park and turns out it's just a couple of words that are evocative of similar things. But this is an interesting version because it's also got the song Doris Day by Sorted Humor, which was much more frequently used as a, as a murder of one alt, but it's, oh, right. it's in here along with more private archipelago. Um, so it's a long version. I think a very, a, another very, very good version and kind of before, again, I feel like there was a time period, 14, 15, 16, where they got a little bit, they got a little bit repetitive in the middle. And actually, again, they kind of did an interesting thing, right, where he kind of just str- took it back to your point, Eric, right? He said, I don't want to do eight minutes of round here because I'm going to, I can get another song in and I'm yeah. maybe I'm not feeling it. I don't need to sing something in the middle. And then, of course, on this tour, they went back to doing some stuff in the middle of round here. But yes. But again, in some ways, a good thing, right? I'd rather him be inspired in the middle of a song and feeling yeah. like this is what I want to come out of me tonight as opposed to just deciding, you know, I, I feel like I have to. So I'm just going to keep doing come outside in the middle because someone expects me to do <laughs> a part in the middle of this song, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. I was thinking that 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 like, yeah, around here was already one of their longer songs, right? Uh, I know it's not their longer. Like, I think maybe it's Mrs. a five Potter's and a half, but it's a five and a half minute song on the record right oh is that true is that how long it is it's long i mean it's it's not short (laughs) yeah and then that then then they extend it so did you have any other things you wanted to highlight post 2013 you kind of hinted at that the the one this and again i think the one this summer if you haven't go find a long version on nugs and listen to it with the you know with, with the with the new alt the you know wide Oh, I can't even think of the words in there. I can't think of it right now. I've talked about it so much, but you know, step out and the different version. It's kind of a different version of a step outside, right? Yes. But I think I really like that as well. That's, I, I would love to. I would love to test you, like on like on your alt lyric knowledge. You're so you're so good about like what years and 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 the references because I wouldn't know all these references or where they came from. Like I I didn't even realize that. 
that the thing about the sordid humor, I took that off. That the one that the one alt lyric is from a sordid humor, sordid. Uh, yeah, I mean that's interesting. Yeah. We should talk, at some point we should talk about sordid humor, right? Because I've never, you know, I one thing I I can say I've never done is really go back and listen to those originals. I don't know how yeah. available they are, but it'd be kind of interesting because, um, you know, th- those were the building blocks of a lot of different stuff. <laughs> I mean, it got me thinking, by the way, totally uh, off the subject. I, I was sometimes thinking about like, of course, when we have our podcast that some of the topics we'll do with very, I don't know, mainstream topics like ranking the songs on August and mm. how many millions did that sell? And then and then having also uh, complimenting those podcasts with something like this, which is very, uh, I don't want to say esoteric because around here is a big, but, but, but analyzing the alt lyrics would be. Uh, definitely a deep dive. It's, uh, part of me was thinking like, what other really deep dives could we do? And, and, and I was already thinking this, but one, th- and I'm not saying we will, but it made me <laughs> laugh because this uh, week on Facebook, I think Jim was posting or in the last couple of weeks, Jim was writing about some of the songs that he adds in some harmony to mm-hmm. and the challenge of it while he's trying to, I think it was in come around. Mm-hmm. And then he's trying to play and play that. And and one thing I was joking with my one friend about, I said, you know what I'm getting better at, which I still don't know uh, everything, but kind of, but this is so nerdy. What background vocals are done by which band member? Hmm. Because yeah. some of them, the main backup uh, ly- lyricist is Dan. Sometimes it's mm. me. Um, on St. Robinson at the end, it's Charlie. And then there's some that like can come around. I think Jim's the main guy. So like knowing, and I think wish I wish I was a girl. I want to say Jim comes in a lot too. So anyway, I just laugh that that's one. That's that would one. be an interesting topic to break down. I think it's yeah, not watch a some set. videos and really try to think about yeah, this. It is. It, and that's something I did not. I mean, I knew that there were the harmonies and this sometimes. And of course, Dan, uh, Dave sings a lot too. I'm guessing some of those August songs, he might be the main um background singer i'd have to right. look at, at the video but certainly there are other ones that emmy's the main dan and charlie and they, they do different yeah are you different. telling me we're gonna have to watch some counting crows videos i guess yeah we might uh, have to apparently we might have to <laughs> yeah I, so, so you're just as a takeaway right again i didn't think I, I highly recommend just kind of dive in a i will also say if you t- do take on the playlist you don't have to listen to 12 of them all the way through you can listen to two at a time <laughs> and come back to it the next day because there is a point where the beginning of round here does just become yeah. white noise while you wait for the alt. <laughs> and all jokes, that's what I did. I, I All jokes aside, I actually split it under three days. I, I was just more joking with you about, about it because I didn't know as much. Some I was, some, someone will put together like a compilation and you'll be like midway through and you'll be like, this is actually, there is such a thing as too many versions of this song. <laughs> My brain is mushed now. <laughs> no, but it's great. But it's certainly like you said, I mean, would you, be, before we go, I, I guess round here and Rain King would have the most alts. Is, is that true? I yeah, round maybe... here and Rain King are number, probably number one. And then Murder of One and Goodnight Elizabeth. I was just going to say, behind. I think Goodnight Elizabeth would be, I, I didn't even think about Murder of One, partly because they haven't played it as much recently, but right. you're right. Yeah, Goodnight Elizabeth was the other one I was thinking of. We could spend a long time on Goodnight Elizabeth. We'll talk. We'll figure out. Yeah. We'll figure out the next one. Because we're going to talk, we'll give it away, right? Next, The next thing we're going to yeah. talk about is recovering the satellites, given the hoopla, the documentary being made. It's time. And this is the next one in order, right? Yeah. We did August 1st. Which that That's right. Yep, our plan for episode 10 is the Recovering the Satellites uh, deep dive ranking and special guests. So hopefully we can make that happen. And uh, anything else uh, before we uh, did it do for yeah, this Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll have to talk. We'll have to talk a little yes. bit, Elizabeth. Um, that's maybe, maybe that's the next one because it'll, as we talk about Recovering the Satellites, it'll be uh, 
it'll be top of mind. There's also a lot of alts in in Mercury, but less less so. Okay, Elizabeth's, certainly... Elizabeth's more the the song you know it's certainly one they haven't played i don't think i've seen oh. mercury lot uh maybe maybe actually once i think i was surprised i was like oh maybe my first show they actually played it i didn't remember <laughs> so yeah. yeah well i hope enjoy you it know. enjoy yeah, the playlist uh, if you haven't like again highly recommend it uh, and and if again if i think we're saying if you listen to just two pink pop 9708 those are our shout outs yo i think that i think that's right and i was laughing because this is our version of the uh i know some podcasts like movie podcasts release mm. their commentary track right <laughs> where you're supposed to listen to them while you're watching the movie and the now this is a little different but we're don't like, listen you know, to us while you're listening to the songs that sounds like but, a bad uh, idea no yeah pl- listen to the uh, song and then you can uh, come to us for the commentary so that's great well thank you so much for uh joining us down here on sullivan street we'll see you next episode see you.